Hey, this is Chicken. Thanks for listening to the Moto X Pod. Hey, this is Heather Kiefer, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Again with another episode of the Moto X Pod Show, episode 152, I believe. Uh, not even sure. I'm not home right now. I am in a hotel room in, uh, between Dallas and Fort Worth for a work thing I'm dealing with. So I've got all the equipment set up here. Not the most organized, but you guys are probably getting used to that. So yeah, episode 152 brought to you by our title sponsor, Torque One Racing, who is providing high quality economical performance parts. So check out TorqueOneRacing.com for grips, pegs, handlebars, shifters, brake pedals, and more. Follow them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Also, Shock Socks, All Sport Dynamic Wrist Braces, Blood Lubricant Oils, Fly Racing, Power Band Racing, Williams Moto Works, Cherubis, X-Brand Goggles, Works Wheels and Mods, and Extreme Colors Helmet Paintings all on board, taking care of us. Tonight on the show, we've got Mr. Kellen Brower from Racer X going to come on and go over the Tampa Supercross that just happened this weekend. Also, Chase Sexton. Zane Merritt and Cole Morse, who is going to come on and talk about Parsons Motocross Compound up in Odin, Indiana. He reached out, has a few things he'd like to discuss. Come on, you know, talk about the track, what he's doing. He's got a YouTube channel going on. So, yeah, stick, stay tuned, and we'll knock the show out, and hopefully you guys enjoy it. Oh, and by the way, we're going to announce the winner of the Fly Revel Chess Pro here shortly. we got a winner, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about that here in just a little bit. Stay tuned. Hey, Dad. Great race. Not sure how you could even see. Thanks, bud. Track conditions were pretty brutal, but thanks to my X-Brand goggles, I had hashtag clear vision all the way. X-Brand goggles has grown into the goggle choice of many of the top privateers, such as Ben LeMay, John Short, Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm, as well as 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion Gary Sutherland. Hey guys, this is Gary Sutherland, 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion, and I trust X-Brand. My name is Ben LeMay, and I choose X-Brand goggles. Hi, I'm Andy Kiefer, and whenever I want to be best dressed, I wear X-Brand goggles. Hey guys, this is Kyle Chisholm, and for almost a decade in my professional racing career, I've chosen X-Brand as my goggles. Now, X-Brand goggles is joining the Moto X Pod Show for 2020 with their EKS, S, and Flat Out Series goggles. Go to EKSBrand.com or email DarksideMX3 at AOL.com for pricing. What's up, guys? This is Alex motherfucking Ray. And if you don't use X-Brand, then f*** you. What's up, guys? This is the 7 Juice Trade out of Entertown. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbiusA.com or call 1-800-659-1440, and y'all better tell them Motorhead Pajo sent you. All right, we're back, and we've got uh, Mr. Kellen Brower from RacerX Online. We're going to recap Tampa Supercross. Kellen, what's up, dude? 
Oh, not too much, man. Excited to talk about some racing action. It was a good weekend. Yeah, so this track, uh, so the sand section I thought was pretty awesome, something different we haven't seen all year, and an excessive amount of sand, just like Tampa a couple years ago. Um, but maybe not the most, the greatest feedback on the track from the riders. No, but I mean, obviously riders always complain about sand because it's just the worst thing for them. They're always getting blasted. But like you said, it was good because it provided uh, more options, I felt like, where you know, we saw lines actually develop and change in the middle of the main event, which doesn't happen every week. Sometimes the lines kind of get worn in before the main event, and then we kind of see guys figure that out. But obviously, like, in the main, we saw Cian Cerullo going inside in the sand corner, and then eventually Tomac figured out going outside, and I think it developed better racing lines so that guys could move around on the track and actually find ways to pass in that section. Yeah, I agree. It was really cool to see somebody pretty far back, you know, maybe three or four bike links back, on that outside sand rhythm section and then going through that outside corner and all of a sudden they'd be neck and neck or maybe even in the lead at times. And then that inside was so deep. You'd see guys run in there like Cooper Webb or, you know, and just stuff it and come to a dead stop almost. It was, I thought it was awesome. Oh, I thought it was great too. And and yeah, I mean, people, Kenny, Ken Roxon kind of stuck to going to the far inside the entire night. He was just, just hugging the very inside tail, but like we saw with Eli, he was realizing that when he got to the outside, there was actually almost like a patch of hard dirt that you could bank off of. And that's when AC buried in with the lead. That was where Tomac, you know, obviously made the pass, but he kept using that while AC was trying to figure it out behind him, and they just couldn't get it dialed in. Yeah, definitely. It made, it made for some exciting stuff, and uh, I think some of those guys left a little bit frustrated. But uh, let's talk about 250, round one of 250 East, and uh, Shane McElrath, just pretty much put a whooping on everybody. Uh, I know RJ Hampshire didn't get the greatest start, but quite honestly, he was, I don't think he ever got within more than about 11 or 12 seconds of Shane's, uh, Shane, you know, so I, Shane was just gone. Oh yeah. I mean, he made the race a snooze fest, unfortunately, but yeah, that's exactly what he wanted to do. Obviously he wanted to go to a team where he felt he was going to give himself the best chance of winning and right away just proved that, he made the right decision, it almost seems like, where he can just get out front early with, with that bike underneath of him, and he looks smooth and in control, and at no point did it look like he was even in question. I mean, his D-race is so dominant, too, that it just looks like it was his night from the get-go. Yeah, so after just one round, do you think that guys like Chase or RJ um, you know, or even Jeremy Martin have any doubts? Do you think they're like, oh... Right, you know, or just, or you know, oh, it's only round one. You know, I mean, is it too early to say that Shane's going to walk away with this thing? I don't think so because I think Sexton particularly just didn't get the start he wanted to to be able to run with Shane. You know, he had to go from about fifth place to get into second, and by the time he got there, the gap was really almost too big to close. Um, but I think that Sexton believes if he starts with him, he has no problem staying with him. And I think for someone like a Jeremy Martin, just to be able to get on the podium for this this first race back that he's officially had, it's just going to give him a load of confidence moving forward so that he's going to, you know, obviously step his game up as the series moves on. Yeah, I wonder about that because there was a lot of talk about Jeremy, you know, coming in and kind of making comments about, hey, you know, Chase, Chase really took that 450 ride next year. You're coming here after this 250 Supercross is over that I wanted, and I think he has something to prove. But Chase you know, ran it in on Jeremy and uh, made a pretty aggressive pass for teammates. I mean, they didn't really make massive contact, but it was it was more aggressive than I expected, and Chase took off. So I wonder if that leaves any doubts in Jeremy's mind because I feel like he came in angry uh, with a point to prove, and although he, you know, got you know got on the podium, 
Um, I don't know that he proved the point that he wanted. Yeah, it's tough because Jim Hart has always been a guy, too, that doesn't really start strong in any championship that he's been in the battle with. It's always been a late push. Even in his outdoor titles, he was he was good at the beginning, but he was great in the in the stretch run of the series where he was clicking off moto wins. And even last uh, in 2018, when the last time he was actually racing Supercross week in and week out, he started slow on the east and then started. He was on a really good tear towards the end. So mm-hmm. I don't know if it's really going to knock him huge off of his, you know, kind of high horse with that, where he's going to feel okay about his position because just to leave with a podium the first round, he gets the bitters out of the way, and now he can kind of put his head down and focus on the real task at hand with the championship moving forward. I like it. Yeah, and coming into Arlington, which is typically a very hard packed. Uh, dry, slick track almost gets blue grooved a little bit. Uh, it's going to be a little different than what Tampa was, and we may see something completely different. Um, I was pretty impressed. My boy John Short from Texas, he he had a really good ride, uh, and then a couple of my other buddies that I was hoping to do well, Zane Merritt and uh, Ryder Floyd, did not have the best of luck. But maybe we'll see what happens in Dallas. Um, give me your give before we move on to four fifty. Give me your picks for Arlington two fifty East. Arlington 250 East, ah, man, it's tough to bet against Shane after what we saw, obviously, yep. but I would like to think that someone that maybe is a little bit more kind of technical, like a Chase Sexton or even Jordan Smith, will be better with throttle control on, you know, what Dallas tends to end up getting a little bit slicker, a little bit more slippery surface, um, but Shane has been pretty good at all surfaces. Obviously, he was really good when he raced west in California, obviously, slippery surfaces there, too. I think I'm going to go Sexton just because I'd like to see a little bit different flavor in the series to start and not have Shane run away with this thing early. Okay. But but McElrath, I don't know. It's still going to be really tough to knock him off of that confidence high that he has. Yeah, I agree. All right, so 450s, man, what a, what a show we've gotten all year. Um, quite honestly, I think Cooper Webb would be, you know, I think everybody would be talking about him being the guy, if not for his uh, round two issues you know, uh, he he did a hell, had a hell of a ride at A one being sick. You know, obviously at um, St. Louis, not so great. But right now, third in points, and you know, at times coming from a little bit farther back, you know, and still being right there, just like last year. You know, you kind of go, oh man, maybe Cooper's not going to have the best night, and all of a sudden he's on the podium. I really think that uh, Cooper Webb is still the guy to beat. I feel like he probably is still trying to prove a point for not being number one on the power rankings at the beginning of the season. And that that's, I think Eli and Kenny probably should be pretty damn worried. Oh, I absolutely believe that too, because I think that just the confidence alone that he's going to gain from that win in San Diego will probably carry him through the rest of 2020. He's obviously a guy that builds off of that success and always carries it into the next week very, very well. Like you said, it wasn't a night where it was like Cooper Webb was, was shockingly fast, and, and he worked his way through the field or anything like that. He just very methodically worked his way in the second, yep. and it ended up being a good points night. And as the series goes on in this East Coast swing, we're going to see the tracks breaking down more. The whoops will mean less. It seems weird that in Tampa, the whoops, actually, they broke down, but they didn't break down enough, I feel, to benefit Cooper. Mm-hmm. And it was still, there were still blitzers. But obviously, we'll get to Daytona, we'll get to... Um, Indy will get to races like this where the Wolves definitely will break down, and that's going to help Webb hugely because he's pretty much one of the best riders on any other part of the track except the Whoops, and right. clearly he's really good at jumping the Whoops too. So, yeah, he's going to be looking good. Do you think, maybe it's just me, but when I hear 
post-race interviews on the podium and then in the press conference. Like, I get a feeling that Eli is just kind of like, eh, you know, whatever. It's just Eli, blah, blah, blah. Kenny's kind of a little bit – he seems down on himself at certain times, not super motivated. I shouldn't say not motivated, but there's just a, a little bit of a lull or, or something, a feeling I get with those guys where with Cooper, I feel like Cooper is – an animal he is you know he's a, he's ready to just eat the prey and you know destroy and i don't get that feeling from eli and kenny it's just personality i guess but something about that makes me again lean towards cooper taking this championship yeah it's definitely a, a different strokes for different folks type of thing mm-hmm. uh, like you said they, they definitely have a different demeanor and way of approaching things and i think that at least for eli has always been his mantra where he's not necessarily showing a lot of emotion but inside maybe things are burning a little bit more and i think this year it shows that his focus is pinpoint this year like he has not missed anything or anything along those lines he's been pretty perfect when it comes to actually getting good starts in the main events when he needs them riding through the field not making any crucial mistakes which is always what's been his problem in the past when he's in a good position he'll fall or he won't get a good start when it's a huge points opportunity night or things like that and, and using those to his advantage. And, and with Kenny, I think it is a little bit of a uh, – he's getting kind of bummed out about his finishes. I think that after – probably after Glendale, he he really thought he was the guy again. Yeah. He, he had two wins. He had the red plate. Things were cooking. And now he's kind of seen things go downhill pretty quickly here where he's lost the, the red plate now. And he's watched – these guys kind of step up their game and start winning races when he was the guy at the beginning of the year. And I think that's why his demeanor has changed because he's realizing that he's almost missing out on what's happening. Like he's not going with the pace that these guys have started to move towards when, when they get good starts and they're running paces out front that he's not able to keep up with. Yeah. Good point. Um, You know, we're heading into Arlington, which last year was obviously that moment where uh, Cooper beat Kenny with, I don't even remember what it was, like a couple thousandths, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. And I'm not a big guy believer in, uh, you know, oh, so-and-so loves this track, this this city or whatever, because the track is different every year. I'm just not super into that whole theory. I guess there it can be a vibe. Maybe there's something with that Cooper can bring in from last year. Um, I don't know that I buy into that completely, but uh, what do you think about that? I mean, do you think a, a particular stadium, a guy getting a win at the season before makes any difference coming into the following year? I'm not too sure about that either, but I do know that some riders have said in the past that when they come back to a stadium that maybe they're familiar with a restaurant across the street or, <laughs> or you know, like you said, they, they've had success in the stadium in the past and they just feel the good vibes. It almost lifts their spirits coming in. Okay. But I think all three all three of our top guys are in a mental state right now where that stuff is just going to swoosh right by them. Like They're unfazed by that. They're focused on the task at hand. They're focused on the 20 minutes in the main event. Maybe as the series moves on, we can start looking at those things as, as you know slight advantages, but I think it's still too close in the championship to say, Yes, because Cooper Webb has won here. He feels good in the stadium. He'll definitely win. And because Eli Tomac has struggled here, he feels weird about the stadium and definitely won't win. I think it's still just too early to you know have those kind of advantages mentally for these guys. Okay. Uh, last thing I want to talk to you about before I get your 450 winners. Uh, Rockstar Husky, man, not not having the, uh, the year they'd like, obviously. Jason Anderson's been up and down. Dean coming off of his injuries is w- racing his way back into shape and getting better each week. Um, but my guy, Zach Osborne, man, um, 
not a good year. Just I don't know what is going on. I feel like at this point, I, I feel like there's a mental thing going on. He's just having no luck. Uh, I'm, I'm honestly a little concerned with the future of those two of, of Zacco anyway on that team. That, um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm not sure if you noticed it, but it was weird that him and Anderson started fourth and fifth, and then Osborne kind of oddly jumped to the inside of him uh, before the second Supercross triple, and they both went down. Yeah, uh, they, like they never mentioned it on TV. Yeah, and, and so it, it's it's weird because it didn't seem like it was the, the smartest mover or he, he lost sight of where he was in a rhythm lane or something because he jumped so deep into the corner, landed on the brakes, and immediately tucked the front wheel. And, and yeah, I, it seems like this kind of weirdo little stuff has been happening to Zach all year long. It just is, has been piling up and up and up where he tucks the front wheel or he jumps too long or he doesn't get a good start or, or something along those lines. And it's just building up negative, you know, finishes for him, obviously. But I feel like it's also affecting him mentally at this point, too, where it's like, what, what do I got to do? Everything yeah. I do is going wrong, you know, like I can't just for once get a good start and just have a solid finish because every time something weird happens. And I almost wonder how that dynamic is changing within the, the team hauler because obviously Dean had a, a really solid night and Anderson is probably going to be like the guy that everyone is looking to on that team as a championship hopeful for years to come. Now Osborne suddenly is looking at it as like, oh no, am I not you know in this lead group of the team anymore? Suddenly Dean's putting in better results. Anderson's the guy. I've got to step it up. I wonder how that's going to affect him moving forward if he can click that mental switch and start riding well again or if it's still going to be a bit of a hindrance, you know? Yeah, I definitely wonder the same thing. And with him not having a week off really anywhere, that it's going to be hard to get that back. Uh, but, you know, Zach has been around a long time. He's a veteran of the sport. Yeah, if anybody can get it back, he will, and I hope he does. Man, I, I want to see him turn it around. I want to see him on that team until – you know, until he decides to call it quits, really. I, I hate to see him, you know, looking for a ride. Um, all right, give me your your winners for 450. Give me your top two for uh, Arlington. Top top two for Arlington. Okay, uh, let's see. I'll go Kenny wins this week because I think he needs to mentally get back into a state where he was at the beginning of the season. He needs to reclaim his old form. Um, and then I'll say I'll say Anderson gets second this week because mm. I think he's 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 mad now. I don't think before he was as mad. I think, you know, the San Diego was like, ah, you know, I, I screwed up. I pushed Braden off the track. He took me out. This week, he had a good start. He was in a good position, gets taken out by his own teammate. I think it's now a, a he's going to ride pissed off, and he's going to prove that he is still one of these top guys, even if his championship hopes may be done. Okay, good picks. Um, when does Adam get his win? It, uh, no if, when. Ah, oh, man. <laughs> I thought I, I really was kind of thinking this week just because it was like a, almost a hometown race, and you would like to say maybe Daytona too because yeah. it was, you know, again, Florida thing. But as the series goes on, you're just starting to see some of these similar trends that we unfortunately kind of noticed from rookies where he just doesn't have that last, last five minutes really working out for him, and then he makes little either mental mistakes or, or you know, tip overs or things like that that are, are common of rookies. And if this keeps happening, he's not going to win a race this year. Okay. So I, I, I'll go. I'll say I think he wins at round like eleven or twelve. Okay. But if he doesn't win by then, I don't think he wins the rest of the year. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm, I'm thinking uh, Daytona is going to be the well. I don't know why I feel like Daytona because that race is probably more grueling typically, and he, like you said, yeah. he does kind of lose that 
Seems like he loses his energy a little bit there towards the end, but for some reason it's in my mind that Daytona is going to be the one, so I'm going to stick with that. Um, well, Kellen, man, appreciate you coming on for a little bit, uh, giving us a you know a Tampa wrap up, and how's everything going at Racer X? Everything's going good. We're just uh, getting the Monday grind done. Obviously, trying to keep up with this uh, Brian Moreau situation. Yeah. So we had a lot of stuff going on with that today, but uh, yeah, things are good and. Another week of grinding away as the Supercross season continues. Awesome. Yeah, prayers and best wishes to Moreau. Uh, hopefully, yeah. I know there's a lot of uh, finger – I don't know about finger pointing, but there's discussions of whether the right thing was done on the track at the time. Um, I think that the Alpine Star medical team is pretty damn good at what they do, I, and I hope that they you know, they did what they thought was best and it wasn't negligence. I, I, I'd hate to hear that come across, but, yeah, definitely prayers and best wishes to him. And, Kellen, thanks, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. All right. Are you going to be at Dallas? I will not be at Dallas, but right. uh, I hope you enjoy your time because I wish I could be in Dallas. I've got relatives that live there. So. Oh, nice. Good times for sure. So is it is it that other guy, that, that weeds guy that's going to be there? Yeah, I guess he wants to come start coming to races again. I don't know. <laughs> he, he took like a few months off, and now I guess he's back in the swing of things. Well, I'll have to ask him when he, you know, press conference. Where's that Kellen guy? He asks way better questions. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kellen. Thanks, man. All right, thank you. All right, see ya. Bye. All right, Kellen Brower, Racer X. All right, take a commercial break, and we'll be right back. If you want power, then you need Williams Moto Works. Wait, wait what, what was that? It's the Supercross guy voice. No, no, it's not. It sounds more like a Hulk Hogan promo. Well, that's good and tough. I like that. Dude, we aren't making a redneck commercial for a professional company like Williams Moto Works. He designs camshafts, builds performance motors with CNC porting. So it needs to be tough and cool. A company who can reprogram ECUs, hire rev limits, and custom maps needs a professional commercial, dude. So, like, if you want complete power package from cams, portings, transmissions to ECUs, then contact Williams Moto Works at 414-467-6199 or follow them on Instagram at camdesigner. Or you can even email them at Williams Moto Works. That's Williams Moto and then W E R X at gmail.com. Okay. That's better. Not good, but better. All right. Our first guest of the night brought to you by Cherubies USA. For decades, the Cherubies has been the leader in moto plastic and accessories. With parts that fit amazing and look great, visit a CherubiesUSA.com today. Now, Cherubies brings us the champion, Chase Sexton. What's up, Chase? going on guys not a lot man we're just uh hanging out like i said i'm i'm in fort worth for work and in a hotel but excited to talk to you man uh just came off of tampa round one for you um how you feel man about your your finish and the race you had uh, i mean overall um the better starts from last year last year i got fifth it was kind of all over the place that wasn't um wasn't super comfortable on the bike and this year i feel on a totally different place my starts were pretty good um fitness and just riding way better than last year and i feel like we're in a much better spot i feel like i'm a better rider and a better uh, overall this person than last year so yeah talk I'm, uh, ab- just, uh, yeah it's my third year so i just want to keep building yeah talk about the bike man i keep hearing how improved the bike is uh the engine's you know supposed to be a lot better just talk about that and and then that maybe going towards the confidence that you have yeah, for sure. So we uh, we got a new engine guy, um, Ryan Cox. He was from CLD, um, and I think he yeah CLD, and he uh, 
he's been a huge help. He's kind of just rearranged all the parts he's had and kind of put it in the right order that we uh, needed. And man, when I say like we and we needed it a lot, and just to see how much progress he made with the motor and just it's uh, I think it shows too. I mean, not only did I get good starts and Jeremy, but I feel like the West Coast guys when they were racing, they were all getting good starts. So yeah, it's uh, it's pretty impressive how he turned this bike around. It. Uh, yeah, I can't can't thank him enough for this motor package you have. <laughs> yeah, that that's got to make you, like I said, just feel more confident just at the start, and then you know you you, you know you're not you know a step behind you know on the bike. Um, talk about you know you win the championship last year. Uh, you know what confidence that brought to you. What pressures maybe that brought to you, if anything. Confidence wise, I feel like it's really helped me a lot. Um, obviously, it didn't have the start of the season last year that I liked that I would have liked to have. Um, Austin was obviously on, on point, and um, and I just was kind of being consistent, and he ended up making a mistake and kind of, uh, yeah, I mean, you got to be there for a race. So Absolutely. it was nice just to get that, just get that championship and kind of check that off my list. And um, it just it means a lot to me confidence-wise and just overall the rider. Just doing it my second season was kind of early for me. Um, didn't really – I didn't know it happened that early, and, but I just feel like now – I feel like I ride the bike different. Not not ride the bike. I just feel like I look more confident riding and different overall ability wise. I just feel better overall. And um, I mean, it it definitely brings some weight. But like I said uh, this weekend, I mean, I've always I've dreamt of running a number one plate um, and being being the champ. So um, running it, I feel like it's more of an honor than anything. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I feel I, it feels awesome. I feel like I've put a lot of work in this year. Like, this is probably the hardest I've worked coming into a season. Not not the hardest. I just feel like I put a lot of focus into just being ready and um, just being as best as I can be on the bike. Okay. Well, talk about Tampa. So it's you know opening night for you guys. It's sort of like your A one. Uh, maybe not knowing what to expect completely. A lot of jitters probably. The track was a little different than a typical Supercross track with the uh, the long sand rhythm section in the corner. Um, but what do you think? What what was going into Tampa? What that day? What did that feel like? What did you think of the track? How did you feel when you first got on the track? Yeah, I mean, going into Tampa, it's like our our. I mean, it is our inaugural race. It's like our A one. Yeah, those guys. So it was uh, it was pretty nerve wracking. I mean. You can't lie about that. You're always going to have nerves at the first race, and I mean every race in general, you're going to have to be nervous. But um, no, it was good. I like. I really like the track. Besides the sand section, I was. Uh, I'll say I'm, I was horrible. I think all day I was just super tentative and not really hanging it out in the sand, which I needed to because that was pretty much where you lost and made time the whole track. So, yep. Um, I did. I wasn't too comfortable in the sand just because it was tough wash lining both sides and there was rust. So. I was just not super comfortable in it, and I lost a lot of time there, and it kind of it cost me definitely, especially in the main, just in the main, and even the heat races. I was make, making bad line choices, and, um, but overall, the rest of the track I really enjoyed. I I thought uh, the, everything, the transitions, everything were good. The loops were good. Um, I enjoyed it. I, it was my first time racing Tampa. Um, didn't race in 2018, so I was interested to see what the dirt was going to be like. But mm-hmm. overall, I, I thought it was good, a good track, and. Um, I mean, yeah, I was obviously nervous going in, but um, it's going to come with just being the first race of the year. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you you made a pass on your teammate Jeremy Martin around lap four or five. Um, you know, it was an aggressive pass. It wasn't dirty. It wasn't. I don't even think you guys made contact. But I, I just for being a teammate, I was kind of like, ooh, he ran it in there a little bit. Um, 
what did you think of that? Did Jeremy say anything to you, or is that just good racing? Uh, I mean, I didn't think. I mean, in my in my mind, I didn't think it was too aggressive. I mean, there was an opening. I kind of took it. Yeah. There was, I I only have I only have a certain amount of time to make that pass before I. I mean, obviously Shane was gone, but I <laughs> feel like I I just needed to get around him. And if I was going to make any attempt at closing the gap, it was I had to get around him and ended up getting him there. It was, I feel like I was pretty. I didn't really. I could have probably ran in. I mean, I would not. You didn't have to hit him in that in that situation. So I was. Just trying to get past him, and yeah. um, and then I ended up making a mistake, and he got back by me, and then I just, and then I squared up, and went through the loops, and just kind of pinned it, and got back. But it was it was good. He didn't say anything about it. We kind of, um, I think we have quite a bit of respect for each other. I mean, we uh, we all want one. I mean, we both want one thing, and that's to win. So yeah. we both have that respect for each other, and I just uh, was trying to get around him as fast as possible. He was he was riding. I mean, the heat race, he actually ended up he caught me a little bit. And, and then made a mistake, but he we both were riding well all night, and he caught fly faster, so I up. So just wanted to make a pass and get around him, and then uh, yeah, I didn't feel like it was too aggressive. Um, I was trying to, I gave him enough room, I felt like, and didn't put him in a tough block. Right, right, um, yeah. And so I'm sh- trying, to be, trying to be as respectful as possible. Sure, and I'm sure, sure the roles reverse. He would have made the the attempt at the pass too. I mean, that's oh yeah, yeah for sure. Um, yeah, there was an opening. You, were gonna, you had to go for it. Yeah, and you just mentioned you guys want the same thing. Um, you know, I've heard through other media sources that you know Jeremy Jeremy wanted that 450 ride that's coming to you. Um, you know, and that's sort of a chip on his shoulder now a little bit of you know motivation. Um, have you guys talked about that? I I know he can't be mad at you, but he has to be a little bit disappointed. Have you guys discussed that? Um, nah, not really between us two. I mean, I really haven't heard much about it. I, he doesn't really say much to me. I yeah. mean, I know that that's the ride he wanted, and uh, it's not even not not even just that ride; just a four fifty ride in general. Mm-hmm. And, um, he had one um, in the works in twenty seventeen, and ended up staying down in two fifty class. And obviously, with him getting injured, he was I feel like slated for that four fifty ride. Um, and then after, obviously, he had a great performance in Daytona on the four fifty. So, um, yeah, I mean, I just. I, I mean, yeah, you can't be mad. At, I mean, I'm just going and doing what's best for me, so yeah, you can't really be mad at me. But, um, I mean, no, I, I can definitely see where he's coming from, too. Um, he, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can see where he's coming from. Sure. Here. All right, so we're heading into Dallas. Um, the, the dirt there usually is a lot different than what you dealt with in Tampa. It's usually pretty – damn, it turns into almost concrete. This is like my home turf type of dirt. You know, it, it gets really slick. Uh, what, what do you, are you comfortable with that? Do you feel like that's something you're going to be like sell at, or is that something that maybe you need to, you know, almost take a step back a little, or be easy with? Um, for me, I mean, I, yeah, last year I raced there and, uh, Dallas overall, like when it was a West coast race, I really feel like it was way more hard pack. I don't know if they switched the dirt from the years, I think the last maybe three years, it's been a little softer overall. I mean, last year we raced it and it actually had some rust. Um, yep it was pretty good in general. Like the dirt was actually really good. So, um, and I thought last year it was pretty soft, like rhythm section wise. And, um, it's actually one of our softer races. So okay, it's different. Also, it also dries out during the night show and stuff like that. So then it gets kind of marbly and kind of back to where it was before. So, um, I'm looking forward to it. I really enjoyed that race last year. I feel like last year that was kind of a step in the right direction for me. I, um, was right behind Austin and I made a crucial mistake and saw the bike. So, yeah, I feel like they're good, they're good, are good there last year, and um, yeah, it's triple crown too. So we're going into three main events, and 
going to be uh, interesting too. You got to be those get good starts, and I'm looking forward to it. Though I mean, I like these triple crowns, so a lot of racing, and um, yeah, I mean, three more gate, gate drops get a win. So okay, yeah, I was going to ask you about the triple crown format. You know, some guys like it, some guys don't. Uh, you know, it's a lot more starts, a lot more. It's you know ends up being more racing for no more money for you guys, but you know for the fan yeah. experience, it's it's pretty damn cool. Uh, yeah, I got to see the one at Houston last year. That's the only one I've been to, but it's I think it's pretty cool. You know, so I, I like the fact that you say you like it. Yeah, I mean, as a racer, for me, like I I mean I've always raced for the like the love of racing. Not really, I'm not so much as money driven. I mean, obviously, I race. I mean, to get paid, it's one of my, what I do for a job, but yeah. at the end of the day, I love, like, racing, and I think uh, the more I get to race and just have, I mean, it's, it's just fun for me, and I think uh, really watching it in the West Coast, like when I'm watching, sitting here for six weeks and watching those guys race, I really enjoy the Triple Crown, so I can kind of see, I can see where the fans come from, and I think it's just more exciting and more racing, because you get a lot more, t- like, you just, when I was watching, I, it's, uh, it's just more fun, and they get to you get to see the best guys more often. And I, uh, I enjoyed it. So as a racer, I kind of have to respect that. And um, sure. for me, I, I really like just to be able to race in those guys. So, um, obviously it's a little stressful with three gate drops. Um, <laughs> more stuff can happen, but yeah. you know, it's, uh, it's, it's racing. And, um, I, it's just something different too. It's not the same thing every weekend. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Um, you mentioned the 250 West series. That thing has been all over the place. Uh, you know, yeah. we've, had, we've had carnage, uh, you know, a lot of stuff to talk about sitting back and watching it. Does it, did it make you wish you were out there with that group of guys? Does it, what does it make you feel watching the 250 West? Uh, like you said, it was, uh, it was carnage. Like that A2 race, honestly, I had yeah. kind of excited watching that race. It was just, it was, it was gnarly. And like, those guys are, are pretty, I mean, I feel like it got, it was, way more exciting i feel like the first four races three races than it was the last like i don't know three or four because they i feel like they kind of t- not toned down but they all kind of found their groove and, mm-hmm. um for me watching them just motivates me i mean obviously i wish i was out there i had a little incident uh prior to the season so um and i i just get motivated more by watching their race and kind of learn from what they've been doing and looking at the tracks and obviously i get to talk to kenny and adam about the tracks and stuff like that too so yeah. Just to learn and take what I've seen in the West Coast and kind of try and translate it to my, my racing on the East. All right, so after Tampa, with, with Shane, you know, like you said earlier, he was gone. Uh, he got a hell of a yeah. start and just checked out. Um, what what do you have to improve on other than just getting out of the gate a little quicker? What do you think you need to improve on moving forward? I mean, I for me, just getting out of the gate, I think, is a big thing. I think if I was um out front with him uh i mean he's obviously he's very good at what like when he gets out front like that he's very he's a very hard man to beat mm-hmm. uh, i think we've seen that years prior a1 um in other races too like he's just been like when that guy gets out front i mean he's going to every field he's raced he's got, got out there and been gone so um and you have to respect that um obviously you're going to try and stop that get out front and just um or at least I feel like really at the end of the race or midway to uh, the end is really my strong point. So um, just go out there and keep myself in, in or keep them in check. And obviously, I want to get out in front of them and sprint away. So that's kind of what what my goal is. And um, I feel like my speed is really good. So just working on getting the stars that I got all day in the main event. And, um, yeah, get out there and sprint early. Right. I think that's the big key. 
And you mentioned a minute ago, you know, tra- getting the train with AC and Kenny, which we, we've heard a lot throughout the season so far about those guys being tight and buddies and having a good time. Um, how much does that help you training with two guys like that that are get along that well, but are also that talented? Yeah, I mean it's super. It's super uh, benefit beneficial to me. Um, Kenny is honestly he's played a big role in um, my learning process. I I got to the Moto Sandbox in 2016 before the riders, and um, the amount I've learned from him and even Adam just from that time till now, they've made me just a new rider. And I mean, I have to thank them a lot because they've helped me grow as a as just as a rider and we get along really well like today we did three three triple crown uh main events today all together we were all on the line we switched off two went first every moto so just feel the ride with those guys and match that race day intensity on the practice track is um key for us and i think for all of us it's going to make us better so yeah uh it's awesome to have those guys and how many i mean adam's obviously he's a little older than i am and i've been racing him over Obviously, my whole career, my TBD career, I raced him until this year. So, um, having him on a 450 now is it's cool because he uh, obviously sees the other side of the of the premier class now. And sure, um, and then obviously Kenny is. We're all pretty close, so it's uh, nice having those guys around. Fantastic. Well, Chase, man, I know you're busy and you got a lot to do uh, getting ready for for Arlington. But I appreciate you taking some time for us tonight, and uh, I'll see you this weekend. Thanks, man. I appreciate the time. All right, Chase, take care, and I'll, uh, I'll come find you, and maybe we'll do something post-race. Okay, sounds good, man. Thank you. All right, you. see you, bud. Yeah. All right, Chase Sexton. Uh, yeah, cool, man. I'm, uh, I, you know that he's going to turn it – well, I, I said, I'm about to say turn it around, not like as if he didn't do well. It's just, man, when you see what Shane did and how far away he was, that, that, that's got to be kind of a little bit demoralizing maybe. I don't know. Uh, maybe that's just my own, you know, ego, right? But – uh, Chase, you know, we're, this thing's going to be a hell of a good series. It's a, a very strong 250 East Coast. We're going to see a lot of good racing. Looking forward to Arlington. I do want to announce our winner for the Fly Revel Chess Pro. Uh, we drew a name, and that is going to be Raiden, Raiden Dykes. He is the winner of the Fly Revel Chess Pro. I will send you an email. We'll get the contact going and get that thing over to you. Appreciate you entering. And, uh, yeah, guys, stay tuned. We on Instagram. I made a post on the Moto Xpod show post, and then I think I copied or reposted it on my po- on my Instagram. We're giving away some blood lubricants, so check that out. Go find that post on Instagram at Moto Xpod show uh, and get involved, man. We got some stuff to give away. We'll do be doing some more in the near future. Got a really cool fly racing giveaway coming in March for some youth riders. So if you guys got kids that ride, or if you are a youth that rides. We've got some cool stuff coming up. All right, stay tuned. We'll be back with uh, Zane Merritt. Hey, Kylie. Does your husband have to deal with leaking shafts? No way, Kathy. He uses Shock Socks, the original and number one 10-second removable fork sill protector. Looks like the best way to keep grit and grime out of your fork sills. So, if you don't want the headache and expense of constantly replacing fork sills, get Shock Socks. Go to ShockSocks.com and visit them on Facebook to pick your color. And don't forget, they are available for street bikes too. What's up, Moto X Pod listeners? This is Darkside, and as motocross racers, one of our top priorities is safety. That's why Allsport Dynamics wrist braces are one of my favorite products. Allsport Dynamics sees themselves as the Picasso of safety braces. 
Their passion for design and developing beautiful braces never stops. They've had the privilege to work with some of the largest names in the sports industry and have established a reputation for always bringing innovation to the table with every brace. For the pro chasing the championship or the six-year-old whose mom wants to avoid a broken bone, please try all sport dynamic wrist braces. Go to motocrosswristbrace.com or check out Instagram at wristbraceguy or call 936-569-1003 and ask for Jeff Brewer or Gary White. And keep in mind, these are the wrist braces that Justin Bogle, Joey Savacci, Weston Pike, Adam Cianciarello, Matt Gerke, and Brock Tickle wear in their pro careers. Check them out, all sports dynamic braces. Powerband Racing is a suspension company dedicated to providing best service and products. They are committed to developing new products and improve your ride. They want your suspension to be the best it can be. They're based out of Minneapolis, and they're a WP authorized service center and trusted by Ryan Sipes. Many bikes to big bikes, they cover them all. Powerband Racing has your suspension covered. Contact them at 320-983-3400 and follow them on Facebook or Instagram. All right, our next guest of the night is brought to you by Fly Racing. Since 1998, Fly Racing has been focused on developing the best gear possible. In 2019, Fly, became, Fly Racing became the title sponsor of Supercross and continue to be today. They sponsor many riders like Zach Osborne, Damon Bradshaw, and our next rider, the 291 of Zane Merritt. What's up, Zane? Hey, what's up, Doc? How you been? Doing good, man. Doing good. Really uh, bummed that I missed your first Supercross race in Tampa. How'd that go for you? What'd you think? Uh, it was a really good experience. Um, I definitely learned a lot, and uh, I know what all I need to work on. Is I had a lot of fun. Um, definitely an eye-opener. So I'm looking forward to the rest of the season, and, uh, you know, just like I did in outdoors. Yeah, my name. yeah, yeah. you continue to prove in outdoors and uh, became a force to be reckoned with at times. What did you learn specifically? What was something that really surprised you? Um, so, like, I, uh, I've never really trained with earplugs, and so I started training with earplugs here recently. And I noticed that how loud it was and how um, I noticed how loud it was and everything like that inside the stadium. And so that's something new to me. I've never been in that, that, that kind of aspect. I've raced Monster Cup uh, twice, but it's completely different. Yeah. And so the stadium was super loud. Um, the uh, the riding was a lot higher tense than outdoors. And so it's just some stuff like that that I learned that I need to like uh, handle and control a little bit more. And then also just my riding in general, I learned what I need to work on. I learned what I need to uh, attack more. Um, and obviously, you know, as an amateur, you never do great starts. So except for many <laughs> right. of us, so never done starts on uh, that specific grate. Our grate here at Underground or at Quick Moto Ranch where I train, it's um it's a little bit less tacky as that one. So. So is that something that you could pick up pretty quick, you think? Or is it, you know, I mean, if you don't have a grate that's exactly the same, do you feel like you're at a disadvantage? Or is it something you'll get used to pretty quickly? Uh, we're already in the process of getting a new grate. Oh, okay. So, uh, we'll, yeah, we'll definitely um, we'll be ready, um, you know, take it week by week. But uh, I know the season's super short for uh, coast-to-coast riders. Mm-hmm. And um, I look forward to um, making these improvements. What did you think of the sand at Tampa? Because it was deep as could be damn near on the inside anyway. I did not like it. <laughs> I love sand. I love riding and everything. But, man, when you have Supercross suspension and you ride sand, yeah. it's not It's not the same. It's not good. Um, it's not my cup of tea. Uh, it, I definitely, it definitely claimed me a couple times. Um, it claimed a lot of riders yes, it did. as well. 
but it definitely claimed me a couple times pretty good. So you you look you know I I saw some of the qualifying I didn't get to see all of it because I had some family stuff I went and did, um you know you, your first qualifying that didn't didn't look great but it improved what did you learn between qualifying one and qualifying two? So actually I uh, from car so qualifying one I was just I'll be straight up honest I mean I, I know I qualified fortieth so I wasn't the best but uh, I just wasn't hitting the whoops good I I just was like nope I'm not <laughs> gonna be able to get over these and I'm just okay. gonna jump and. And I, and I even told myself, you know, throughout the whole night, like, jumping's going to be the line, jumping's going to be the line, because coming in, we practiced a lot. Because if you look at all the, like, all the weekends, jumping is the line. Yeah. So I figured that uh, jumping would be the line, so I kind of practiced that, and it just did not work out this weekend. And um, even towards the end of the night, everybody kept skimming them. A couple riders were jumping, but everybody kept skimming them. So um, I was on disadvantage of that. And... Um, I hit the rhythms all the same, but after the first qualifying, I just didn't feel comfortable, so I called my suspension guy, Mark, who works with REP, and Regal came over. We watched some film and made some changes, and it was a drastic change, man. We changed everything. Not just like normally when you're testing, you just change one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. We, we did the whole bike for all the settings. We went back in the book from you know, riding a dry, slick, hard base track from a rutted up track, and we went to those settings, and then we went a little bit more on the clickers, and we just... We kind of made our own settings, so now I know what I like. Okay. For that kind of writing, so we'll be able to have those settings in our book and everything like that. So. Awesome, man. Well, uh, so Dallas is coming up. That's you know that's going to be your home race. Um, are you <clears throat> are you being overwhelmed with uh, you know? Can you get me tickets? Can, you know, whatever you know, people wanting things from you. Or are you able to kind of set that aside and focus on what you need to focus on? Um, I'll be completely honest with you. Um, I haven't really been on my phone much to social media in the past month. Yeah. Um, I know I'm a very, very big social media guy and I post regularly, if not then like five times a week kind of guy. And, right. um, <clears throat> I just haven't really been on it. I just kind of have my head down. Good. I kind of looked back at, uh, I think it was two years ago. My day's been last year whenever Wilson, he was like, you know, he made a post saying, Hey guys, you know, until a one, I'm not, I'm not going to be on social media. I'm just going to work hard and, I kind of took that and kind of ran with it and kind of did the same thing, but I still have to be somewhat active because, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a full-time factory guy. I don't have all those things lined up. So I have to promote my brand and myself, my, mm-hmm. my clothing company, you know, with, uh, I'm partnered up with faction and then fuel and socks. And, and so I have to be able to promote myself and, and help bring in some more financial sponsors. Cause you know, the private cheer, man, it's hard. And yeah. you know, also out there helping me out huge. Like if it wasn't for them, you know, we'd be in the struggle bus this year. We're still looking for more sponsors too. So, well, speaking of that, you have shirts for sale. Um, where can people, you know, find your shirts and and get you, you know, get a shirt for from you and help support you a little bit? So you can um, find me on Facebook, Zane Merritt, um, or you can find me on uh, Instagram at Zane Merritt two ninety one. You have to buy the shirts prior. To any Supercross race, you can't purchase the shirts there. You have to buy them prior, and you have to pre-order them because under uh, AMA Supercross rules that riders nor companies are allowed to promote yeah. or sell. They're allowed to promote, but they're not allowed to sell at the stadium um, because that's why they have those huge t-shirt vendors. But if you DM me on Instagram or Facebook um, or my fan account on Facebook as well, um, then I'm able to ship or I'm able to bring and drop off, but we have, we just have to purchase them prior to the race. 
Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to getting mine uh, this Saturday at Arlington. I'll be I'll be sporting my Zane Merritt shirt Saturday for sure. Um, heck yeah! Oh heck yeah, man! I, I, I got to support my boys. Uh, talk about your team a little bit. Team All South. Um, you know, unfortunately, your teammate Van Martin got injured, uh, but Kieran Thurman, man, he he got it into the main this weekend, and those guys have been doing this for a while. I mean, what what have they helped you with? Yeah, no, it's been awesome. Um, recently, we haven't been able to ride together. Uh, I've been riding with um, John Short, Henry Miller, um, <clears throat> Ryder Fuller, and a few other guys like that. And so my team has been super, super supportive. They've all been helping me out. Like uh, They've been letting me know like how, what's what's going on during track walk. And Nick Schmidt also is on the team. We've mm-hmm. been all talking it over. We've been watching film from the last the weekend prior and everything like that. And so it's all good. Um I just wish that we were able to train a little bit more. Like we, like in uh, November, December, we were able to train every week, three days a week, down at a uh, quick smoke ranch. You know, we're the motos together, we're riding and everything like that. But whenever the East or the West Coast, I mean, they whenever the West Coast started, we all split up. So now we're getting back on track and riding together because we're on the East Coast and we're flying back and forth from the races and they're driving a couple like that. And then obviously, you know, like you said, next weekend is our home race. So we don't have to fly. We have the luxury of just driving, you know, 45 minutes and we're there. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be they good, man. Super supportive. I think you're going to get a lot of crowd support this this weekend, and it's going to be, you know, that's going to be a little extra motivation. And I, I feel like – I think you're going to have a lot better weekend this weekend. That first one ever, you know, that's that's a big thing to jump into. Yeah, no, and, and I looked at – prior to this race, I already did some research just because I was curious and – there's a lot of rookies that don't even, you know, they don't make the mains and they, they don't do well in the heats. And for me to be running 10th and almost making it, of course, I fell. You know, things happen. I was just, I was trying to pass for ninth, and I watched my front end out, you know? Yeah. It's that, it's that, it's that send it kind of moment <laughs> where you got two minutes left and you got to make it happen. So um, this weekend, I look forward to um, having the extra confidence, knowing I'm being at home, knowing I'm in front of my family, friends, and my trainers are there. And, just the whole nine yards, my team's there, you know, everybody's there, you know, in my corner. And right. um, I really look forward to this weekend. Uh, I know it's a triple crown, so it's going to be a lot tougher, knowing they only take 18 out the uh, straight out of qualifying and they have a four, four-man LCQ. They'll take four out of that, and then and then it's a three-main. Yeah. But, you know, mentally, I'm pretty mentally strong, so, I, I mean, I should, uh, I mean, it takes one lap, so hopefully we can make that happen. Yeah, you know, hard this week. And then you know, it just yeah, get that fast lap in, and and you know, man, you gotta focus on those starts like your uh, your Millville last year. That start, uh, I think it was the Moto One before before you got the knocked out damn near the second. Yeah, but that's you know, get those starts going, and uh, yeah, man, the shorter mains. I I can see you doing well this weekend, man. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we have a um, out here at Quest Moto. We have a. uh, it's the amateur track, but we have a, a Dallas replica that um, <clears throat> has been built right here. Um, and been riding a little bit of it, kind of just kind of get the mental, you know, the mental pattern down. Um, still riding main supercross, and then I've been kind of going back and forth to some other outdoor, or not outdoor, uh, some other supercross tracks. So I know I can show up, you know, run the track quick and go. So, yeah. Um, which has never really been a problem. Right. So. Well, and you mentioned r- working with John Short a little bit, and, I mean, that guy – he just continues to get better every year. So working with somebody like him, you get a little bit of experience. You can kind of know where you're at, you know, pace wise. Uh, I, I didn't realize you were working with, uh, with John, but that's, he's a good dude to be training with. And then Ryder 
think Ryder's going to be a good dude this year too once he gets it figured out if he's okay. He has, I haven't really heard. I know he yeah, heard. No, his... I talked. I talked to him. He's uh, he's all good. He he, uh, he banged up his ankle pretty well. Yeah. In practice, and then um, he dabbed it in the first heat, I believe. And my bad, the, the heat two he was in. I was in one. He banged mm. up pretty good in the heat two. He dabbed it. <clears throat> but well, yeah, no, those guys they've been helping me out. Like I've been learning a lot just by watching them. Right, because John he's got a few years, you know, under, the, under his belt. Yep. And then me and Ryder we're um, we're rookies, and so for me and Ryder to be not too far off of John, or just you know, in practice track, we're we're all pretty close to the same speed. Honestly, good. We're all within within that within that second, if not half. And so knowing that I can show up and I I know if I could just act like we're you know we're back at home, yeah. Then, yeah. We should have no problem. I've also been getting a lot of help and support from uh, Mashburn, Zach, and, and Kyle. And so, you know, we've been in my first parent, Kelly. So we've been we've been working really hard. Fantastic. Man, Zane, I'm looking forward to it. I think uh, our Texas guys are going to make a show in this weekend. And I know you got to get some bike work done. But I will see you Friday, man. Appreciate you coming on. Yeah, no, um, I know. I can't wait for this weekend. Um, let me uh, – uh, one second. Let me give a shout out to all my sponsors. Yeah, do it. I Absolutely. Want, I just want. I want to thank you know for one, Motorbike Talk Show, Dark Side, everybody that um you guys bring me back on the show. I really appreciate that. Help me you know spread my name, my brand again. Anytime. And I just want to thank uh, the whole team off South. They've been super supportive and helped me out this year. Huge. Fly Racing, United Extract, Scott Goggles, Saxon, Fuel Clothing, Bolt Motorcycle Hardware. PJ Cycles, Risk Racing, REP Suspension, Aturbis, Pasture Mex, HP Development, Get, the whole QMR training facility, Tyler Regal, Zach Mashroom, my personal trainer, Kelly, FMF, Sickwicks, Lap Kings, and um, Hunter's the new mechanic, and Parker, so they've been helping me out huge too lately, so I just want to give it up to the whole crew and everybody that's in my corner. So we're, oh yeah, and also I just recently brought on Karcher and Pro Taper. So that's really cool for you guys uh, at the last minute, you know, help me out in this program. So Yeah, fantastic, man. Those are all good companies and glad they're supporting some of our privateers, man, making it happen because, like you said, it's not easy. Um, yeah. All right. Well, dude, I look forward to seeing you this weekend, man. Get you uh, get ready, and we'll I'll, I'll be there, man. I'll be cheering you on. Awesome. Maybe we can meet up and do a, uh, a little quick interview on uh, Instagram or something like that too. Of course. We'll do it. I'll, I'll, <clears throat> you riding press or do you know? I will know tomorrow. Okay. Well, I'll be there Friday morning, so I'll, and all day Saturday, obviously. I'll see you, man. We'll, we'll make it happen one way or another. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dr. Chad. All right, Zane. Take care, bud. You too, man. See Later. All right. Sorry about that clearing my throat there. Uh, yeah, my, my setup <laughs> my setup here at the hotel, I don't even have a mic stand. I forgot the damn mic stand. So, fun times. Uh, hey, I want to mention something. If you guys aren't from Texas... Uh, you probably don't know about this, but my buddy Aaron Smith, who uh, runs and owns BSM Paintworks, he has painted w- one of my helmets. He's one of my buddies at Paints, um, and he's a local Texas privateer. He's made a number of you know Supercross mains. Uh, Aaron Smith, number two fifty three. He has been diagnosed with some. He's got some kidney issues. You know, he just recently kind of started letting everybody know. Uh, he is in line for a transplant. He's been on dialysis now for months. The guy, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, he is struggling. It's very difficult for him to even get out and do any work to paint because he has no energy. Uh, we are doing a, a benefit ride day on March 29th at Oak Hill. If you're anywhere in the area, we'd love for you to come out. we got lots of cool stuff to give away. 
Uh, Tyler Bowers donated an entire set of gear that he signed. Uh, Adam Intonap is uh, donating some stuff. I've got a Chad Reed jersey signed. Eli Tomac, number one, red number plate background side panel that Brian Kranz gave me. I've got a number three number plate that Eli signed, a Kawasaki hat signed, all kinds of cool stuff. More stuff coming this weekend. A lot of guys are going to line me up with some stuff to do uh, some auctions for or raffles or however we decide to do it at the event. Um, but, yeah, we'd love for you guys to come out, get involved. If you can't make it, if you're you know too far away, Aaron can use all the help he can get. You could PayPal him, you know, PayPal a friend. Uh, it's Aaron253Smith at gmail.com. Aaron253Smith at gmail.com. Or just hit me up at MotoXPodShow at gmail.com. I'll get you the information. I have posted about it on my Facebook page. But, yeah, he could use all the help you can get. Uh, we want to get him healthy. We want to get him back, you know, but he's struggling right now just financially. Obviously, you guys know what medical bills are like and not being able to work. Not an easy thing, man. So, yeah, let me know if you guys need anything to get involved or just obviously do what I just said. All right, guys, take another break. We'll be right back. Since 1998, Fly Racing has been focused on developing the best gear possible. With research and development, they have become a leader in safety and comfort. Fly Racing is worn by many of the top athletes in motocross and supercross, including Weston Pike, Blake Baggett, Zach Osborne, Andrew Short, Damon Bradshaw, and Adam and Tyler Antonap. Seven two Trey, I wear fly shoes, wear fly shoes. 2019 Fly Racing line includes the popular Light Hydrogen, the new Evolution DST line, the all-new women's light line, a redesigned F2 helmet, the FR5 boot, and Zone and Zone Pro goggles. Fly Racing also has hard parts for mountain bike products and snow gear. Go to flyracing.com or check out your local dealer for more info. If you're looking for top quality hard parts, you need to visit Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the Moto X Pod Show. Find the flow with Torque One Racing handlebars, levers, shifters, brake pedals, and grips. Torque One Racing is the title sponsor of the Moto X Pod Show, so support those who support us. Visit TorqueOneRacing.com and order your Defy Lock-On Grips today. Blood Lubricant Signature Products, Blood Power Sport Series, Blood Racing Pro Series, and Blood Racing Pro Elite Series were all created to bring out the highest level of performance and protection for all types of racing. From dirt track to off-road, motocross, supercross, and drag racing, bloodlubricants.com has what you need. Along with their oil lines, Blood Lubricants provides chain loop, degreaser, polyclean, and other top-notch products. Independent tests have shown Blood Lubricant oils to allow your bikes to run up to 30 degrees cooler. Give Jeff Green and Blood Lubricants a try, and you won't be disappointed. Blood Lubricant sponsors of Tyler Powers, Team PRMX, Team TXS, and many other pro supercross and motocross riders. Visit bloodlubricants.com today. All right, guys, we are back, and our next guest is brought to you by X-Brand Goggles, which has grown into the choice goggle for many of the top privateers like Ben LeMay, Jacob Hayes, and John Short. Tonight, X-Brand Goggles brings us Mr. Cole Morse. What's up, dude? Hey, how you doing, man? Doing good, man. Uh, you reached out to me, and you work with uh, motocross, motocross Compound in Odin, Indiana, you got some YouTube uh, yep. stuff you're working on. Tell, tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, first of all, how did you even know about the show? Do you listen? Are you one of the, like, 12 guys that listens? No, yeah, I actually, uh, off the wrap-up show and pulp show, and I listen to Moto Podcast. Well, I actually do heating and cooling for a living, so I'm okay. a service tech. 
I drive around a lot, so every chance I'm rolling, I listen. So nice. Um, well, uh, tell me a little uh, bit about how you got into motocross to begin with. Let's get some of your background. What's your history? Um, I've been riding since I was four. Like most kids, I started out on a PW. But uh, actually, my first time ever riding with train wheels, I hit a building in my <laughs> dad's yard and got us knocked out first first go around. Holy so, crap! Started out rocky, but uh, you know, I got up and kept going. Yes. So, and how old are you now? I'm 25. So okay. I've been riding for just about 21 years. You know, so you're you're a baby still, man. You're. <laughs> yeah. And my my knees don't feel like it though. Right. My goodness, my knees are like. 50 at least. Uh, well, what level rider are you at now? What class do you race? Um, I, The last race I competed in was 2013, and it was an open A race. I've been an A rider since I was 15, 16. Okay. So you got some skills. So I, uh, yeah, well, I can I can whip, but I can't corner, so I'm like a one-lap <laughs> assassin. I, I call myself the one-lap assassin. So there you go. I okay. I don't claim no speed, but I have like a flash. All right. All right. That's more than I can say. So, uh well, Cole, man, uh, tell me a little bit about what you got going on. Uh, you, you wanted to talk about Motocross Compound and the YouTube channel, so I want to hear what you yeah. got. Right on. So it's, it's Parsons Motocross Compound. It's in Ode, Indiana, which is straight in the middle of Amish country. And how I got involved with it was uh, we, have a, we live by Lake Monroe in Bloomington, Indiana, where I'm from. There's a lake called Lake Monroe, and there's some nice boats on it. Well, this gentleman named Lance Parsons owned a huge houseboat with a conventional heating cooling system on it. And my dad, who owns the heating business I work for, serviced it. So they were, he was down there working, and they started talking back and forth. And like Lance Parsons asked my dad if he knew anybody that could do dirt work and build dirt bike jumps. And he said, well, yeah, my son, he's 19. He's done dirt work since he was like 12. He can do it. So Lance called me, and this was back in 2014, so I was 19 at the time. He called me and said, hey, uh, your dad says that you got some knowledge on building dirt bike jumps. I'd like you to come build a track for my son. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking like a three-acre little lot, you know, just a little single single bucket-wide track for a 16, 15-year-old kid. I'm no big deal. Yeah. I get down there, and he has like a seven-acre perfect <laughs> farm ground, untouched virgin ground. I'm like, oh, my. And his kid, I don't even know what his kid's capable of. He's at summer camp. He said, you build what you and your buddy, my buddy Noel Meyer, who's he hits my FMX ramp with me. He said, you guys build what you think you would like to ride. And you call in the rental company, and you rent whatever equipment you think it's going to take, put it on my dime and build it. I like this I'm guy. Like, you're, I, me too. I'm like, you're kidding me. And he said, no, man. He goes, you call, put it on my account, get down here. So <laughs> me and Nolan, both 19 years old, looked at each other like, what do you want? He said, you get a, let's get a D4, a D5, cat, dozer, and a, get a cat skiddy on tracks. And that's what we did. So we built the practice track. For Bodie, which is in like six, seven acre lot in 2014, that that was in I think June of 2014. Mm-hmm. In the fall of 2014, he hired an excavator to come in and actually build a full blown racing circuit. So I came back in the spring of 2015 and had this ungodly huge racetrack. Like it's, it, I don't can't remember how far it was or how long it was, but um, it was long. Oh, it was too long that they actually cut it in half. Oh wow! Okay. To race it, it just took too long. But uh, fast forward a couple of years, I continued with my career, kept doing heat and cooling. I kept building dirt bike tracks on the side for people. Um, and this past year, Lance actually passed away in a car wreck. You know, unfortunately, it's a total freak accident, which kind of took everybody by surprise. Yeah, bummer. And uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely tragic. But um, his right hand man is the name of Ryan Cooksey, which is actually like his groundskeeper. 
um, he, he stepped up to manage the track and he actually reached out to me. Actually, the way I got involved the back with Parsons is totally a fluke story, which a lot of people are going to think it's nuts. Um, another one of my dad's customers from Bloomington, which I'm not going to name names, um, <laughs> He owns another business we do work for. He called me out of the blue and said, hey, I just invested a quarter million dollars in this track. I want you to be my partner. So I'm like, oh, oh all right. <laughs> I was like, that's, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Well, come to find out the dude was straight blowing smoke, was just a big talker. He never talked to Cooksey, never talked to Parsons really about me or a partnership or anything. Never invested money. So basically, I'm thinking I'm in like Flynn. I'm like, this is going to be wild. Yeah. Right, right. And then um, – a couple weeks go by. He actually goes so far to where this individual invites me out to dinner with my me and my fiance. Go out, go out town, downtown, go to eat. He pitches me this big business idea. Says you're going to be living high, riding dirt bikes, this and that. I'm like, damn, this is a dream come true. Then two weeks go by, we don't hear. I don't hear a word. I try calling, my number's blocked. Oh wow! So I'm like, I'm like, uh huh. So <laughs> I ended up calling, I called Cooksey directly and I said, um, do you know anybody about so-and-so? He said, oh, do I have a story for you? So then we, we kind of talked back and forth and then he's like, come down and talk to me. Let's see if we can get something worked out. So that's how I got back involved promoting and, you know, doing their dirt work and stuff like that. Yeah. So it worked out. So what, what kind of turnout do you have at Parsons? Well, uh, the last year has been kind of rocky because Lance passed away in the – I can't remember. I think it was the spring. Yeah, the summer. okay. But when Cooksey took over, um, it was kind of all new. You know, we, we he really didn't know what was going on. He had a couple events that were pretty good. But our last race, to be honest with you, was uh, the week after Ironman GCC. And we had like 56 guys. So oh, wow. the promotion side was down a lot. Yeah. But it was freezing cold. We're in Indiana. It wasn't – it wasn't prime dirt bike sure. weather, but uh, so that's kind of why I stepped in. I'm like, you know, what's let me promote this. Let me put this out on the web because Odin and is Amish country. They're not really tech savvy. They're not really social media savvy people. Like the whole family, they're not really out there on the web like you know we are. Yeah. So I just pitched them the idea and I said, yeah, you know, let's see what you can do. So that's what I've kind of been doing. And then I've talked to some local track owners around us and they got my wheels turning. I'm like, what can we do to get more people involved in motocross? Like, not not off road because the off road scene in Indiana is one of the best. I mean, it's probably around. It's unreal. They pull 700 riders a weekend. It's crazy. That's amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I have so many buddies that used to race moto now just do woods because there's more options. We have like three or four tracks within two hours, and one's the Lincoln Trail. In Illinois, it's got a wonderful turnout, which they're not the two hours away, and we can't get anything. So huh. I had the idea to do a YouTube channel to document not only what it takes to run a dirt bike track, but also to explain to the average individual what motocross is and the difference between, you know, an off-road pit bike and an actual racing bike. Because, you know, you go talk to an average person that's just, you know, 9 to 5, works at, I don't know, it's just an office guy, kind of interested in dirt bikes, saw on TV, doesn't really know a background in it. You ask him the difference between a 140, KLS 140, and a KX85, he's going to think the KLS 140 is bigger, faster, wilder. But in reality, the KX85 is way crazier. Sure. So, yeah, yeah. I, I just kind of want to just showcase that and kind of ex- explain to people what 
Gizmodo is and the, just all the little bit details. It's kind of a big gray area, you know. Well, what is your YouTube channel? What's it called? It's it, right now. It's it's Morsi. It's just saying uh, Morsi three five nine is I, I've had it forever. And my name is Cole Morse. You search Cole Morse, you'll find it. It's so, M O R S E Y three five nine. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, well, yeah. I'll definitely subscribe to that, and our listeners hopefully will subscribe to that. M O R S E Y. What was it? Three five nine. Three five nine. Yeah. Three five nine. It's, it's got a got a bunch of old content on it. Nothing crazy, but I've gathered some local sponsors on the like just on the basis of grassroots racing because where I'm from, sprint car racing is huge and always has been huge. Well, I don't I'm know not... if you've ever heard of Steve Steve Kinzer. Hell I mean, yeah, he's, the king baby. You know, he, he's one of our customers. I actually put the heating cooling system in his house like. I don't know, two years ago. That's well, my awesome. My dad's done his work forever. Yeah, so I, anyways, I, I grew up around that. I mean, I'm a Sammy Swindell guy, but Kinzer's the man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you you kind of have to be fans of both because yeah. they're both extremely talented. I mean, yeah. you can't like one without the other. But so, yeah, Bloomington Speedway is like four miles from my house. So oh, I wow. I grew up with sprint car racing. So, yeah, so that's how I've talked to local sponsors and got like, you know, put a feel out like, listen, I'm trying to do grassroots motocross but I also want to be a voice for grassroots racing, you know, everywhere because it's such a good thing for families to get into with young kids and just it teaches them responsibility, teaches them what worth work ethic and you know, I, I just think it's important to get more kids involved. Yeah, I think it's a good thing. It is a very family friendly sport, uh and you know, it's it's been the business, the the industry uh has been struggling a little bit, at least in Texas too. Mm-hmm. You know, the the numbers have been down. And people say, right. oh, the bike, you know, the bike prices are very high, which is very, very true. It's very expensive to do. But at this yeah. point, it seems like, honestly, it seems like every sport is very expensive to do. Hell, the people that play yeah. local amateur baseball, you know, they're hiring, you know, they're hiring pitching coaches and batting coaches and they're going to practice in tournaments, you know, every weekend and traveling and anything you do these yeah. days is expensive. But I think moto yeah. is something that a lot of families can enjoy together. Uh, so yeah, that's a cool idea what you're doing, man. I think it's it's yeah. really neat, man. Yeah, and then like you know, like the side by side market is booming. Yes, side by sides like more than like most of them are more expensive than most, like any vehicle I've ever owned because they're just <laughs> yeah. they're expensive. I'm like, damn, the maintenance one. If you break one on a weekend, it's it ain't cheap. No. So I think enough people that are interested, you know, to have money to get involved. And I know there's enough people around here that are interested in dirt bikes in general. I just don't think they've ever had an opportunity to come see what moto's like. And that's another thing I want to do with our track is I wanted to tune the track to where you could come ride, fast guys could come ride, have fun, be competitive, but also we could get just, you know, say a vet guy come down this road like 12 times his whole life and uh, he, he can get his feet wet and test the waters and like build up to some confidence of jumping and stuff. Like it. Yeah. That's a good thing. I think that's a, it's a lot of tracks are having a difficult time finding that happy medium, uh, you know, and you're never going to make everybody happy, but right. I, I think that idea is good. Uh, I like the idea of what you're doing and, uh, man, I, I, I wish you good luck. Um, before I let you go though, let's talk supercross, man. Who wins, who you got for Arlington? Who's going to win both classes? Man. And, um, uh, it's, it's hard. I really, I'm really on the, the Shane, Shane wagon right now for the 250s. Hard, hard not to be. Man, I actually picked him for first, first lap uh, leader or first to finish line, and yep. to, he was on my team. And then um, I really want to see Kenny do well. You know, I've always liked Kenny, even since he was on the KTM back in the day. He's always just been a humble person, and 
what he's gone through is unreal to mm-hmm. come back. Not only the first race, but the second race. It's like, man, he got hit while he was down. Yeah, and, for sure. Uh, I want to see him uh, come back and just really get it done. But I, w- I wouldn't be mad if Eli won't either because, damn, that guy, he's put some heaters in too. He's got some unreal, like, unreal speed. Yeah, it's, it's a situation where, you know, I'd like to see Eli get it done just because he's been so close. And, you know, I mean, he's made these mental mistakes that have cost him. And then, like, Kenny's been through, like you talked about, the trauma. But, man, I just I, – I think Cooper's the guy to beat still. He is so yeah. – his his attitude right now is, to me, so much more aggressive than Eli and Kenny. You know, and that's what I, I was talking to uh, Kellen Brower with Racer X at the beginning mm-hmm. of the show. And uh, I was like, man, when I see the press conferences – Eli's just kind of like, yeah, yeah, you know, this and that. Kenny's kind of like, oh, you know, I did this better. But to me, I see Cooper, and I see fire in Cooper's eyes. I see him as the predator, and he is ready to attack. And I, I think – go ahead. He reminds me of Chuck Norris. I mean, just bad-ass, <laughs> yeah. cold, ready to get it done. Yeah, he yeah. Have, like, he doesn't – I think Cooper is awesome. And I think – I mean, in my own speed for title, I think Cooper's going to come back because he's sneaky good, and he has some quiet good rides. Like last weekend, he's killer. And the weekend, what the weekend he passed Kenny in the last corner. I mean, yeah, that, he's known for doing that. And he just he get if he had a, a weekend with a whoops or in his favor, I don't think he can beat it. If he gets a start, he commands the whoops. I I think he's got the W's. It's, it de- definitely makes for a very very entertaining uh, season again. And we de- mm-hmm. well, I, anybody that complains about the TV package or anything like that, man, right now is just needs to be. Like I don't know, put put away somewhere because the whole the season yeah. is just amazing. We're getting a fantastic racing, and I am more excited every you know Saturday morning. I can't wait for the race to start. Yeah, oh, I mean I, I've not been this excited for Supercross <laughs> since you know Ricky and James and Chad were racing. I yeah, mean, I, yeah, I get the NBC. The Gold app is is the ticket. I mean, I, I agree pay for the outdoors in the SX. The other day we were grocery shopping. I had my phone turned sideways, pushing the cart, watching we practice, watching Jim Holly and <laughs> Daniel Blair do race day live. I Perfect. Mean, you can take it with you. It's 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 a no brainer. Totally agree, man. Well, Colt, man, yeah, I, but, oh, go ahead. Uh, so before I go, I, I wanted to say that I'm not actually. I didn't come up as a real racer. I came up as like a. I I raced. I wasn't a mini family. I, I wasn't in a. My mom and dad they supported me riding, but they didn't want me to race. So okay. My dad built me. He built me a track in my house whenever I was 12 and he said if you want something done you fix it you change it so I that's how I got into doing the dirt work and stuff I figured I would let people know that because they're probably like who turns a 12 year old kid on equipment for no <laughs> well, reason I was definitely but, thinking that but if your dad gave you the uh the okay the you know the the if he said that you do what you're doing I figured you must have learned somewhere um yeah, yeah that's that's impressive man I mean hell I didn't ever get on a piece of, of equipment until I was probably in my 20 so that's that's impressive yeah. man i, I and i yeah. damn sure couldn't build a track not a good it, one it, took, it was a it was a trial and error i mean i was i was my own test dummy that's how i <laughs> i mean awesome. I, I i had injuries i, I yeah hurt, but yeah it's it's been a crazy ride so far i just hope that with what i'm doing with youtube and parsons buttercross compound that i can you know help maybe just help a kid that's not confident in anything in life just show them hey listen I didn't come from any family with money. I came from an average family. I had high goals, and I applied myself, and here I am. So Fantastic. Well, if you guys listening or up in that area or any way, you know, get in touch uh, with Parsons Motocross Compound and check yeah. out the YouTube channel, 
Morsi359. Give it a follow. Give them some support. We want to definitely support everybody that we can in the industry. But, uh, Cole, thanks, man. Yeah, no problem, but I, I appreciate it, and I, I look forward to talking to you again soon. Okay, bud. Sounds good. Take care. All right, see you. All right, see you. All right, that's Cole Morse. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so that's pretty cool, man. I mean, you know, a lot of times it's always great to talk to the Chase Sextons and the Cooper Webbs, but I like talking to the uh, local guys and the amateur guys and the guys, you know, in the grassroots doing things. So we need to support those those people and have those guys on let them spread the the – the commentary, what they're doing, uh, I think it's pretty cool. So go go give the give them a follow. I'm going to hit subscribe here in just a few minutes once I get done recording. Uh, we do want to thank once again all of our sponsors, Torque One Racing, Shock Socks, Allsport Dynamics, Blood Lubricants, Fly Racing, Power Band Racing, Acherby's, X-Brand Goggles, Williams, Moto Works, Works Wheels and Mods, and Extreme Colors. Once again, please do not forget, if you can, go to help out uh, Aaron Smith. It's Aaron253Smith at gmail.com. Check out our sponsors. Go to MotoXPotShow.com. Check out the sponsors. Support them. Uh, if you know you can buy any of your products from the sponsors, let them know that we sent you. Uh, I think that's going to be about it. We'll be heading to Arlington. I'll be there Friday morning. I'll be getting some content, some interviews. I have that up on our YouTube channel soon. If you guys have any questions, anything you want me to try to ask writers about, Send them our way, man. MotoXPodShow at gmail.com. But other than that, I think that's a wrap. Once again, congratulations to Raiden Dykes for winning the Fly Rebel Chess Pro. And we will be back next week. We're out of here.